0: Hey, who was in charge while we were gone? I want to know. We need to have a meeting. My goodness, what has happened in the world since we last spoke? Hi, Thomas Miller on the Fun Astrology Podcast, welcoming in a new week and this week a new month, November 29th, Monday morning. Good morning or good afternoon, whenever you're catching this. Wow. Yeah, we've got a lot to talk about in this podcast, so we're going to have to move quickly. So the world now has a new COVID-19 variant. Well, listen, I'm going to let you parse out how you feel about what's going on with COVID and where we are and how we need to respond. You've had plenty of time to do that. What I'm going to do is look at the astrology. Over the weekend, I narrated chapter 46 in The Endless Sky. Steve Forrest wrote about the conjunction of Uranus and Eris. Eris, ah, there's a name we have not mentioned enough, obviously. What an eye-opener this chapter was. I'm going to take what he wrote and process it. I've already made a lot of notes for the month of December that we will be talking about as December unfolds. I'm thinking, I'm going to make a bold statement here. I think that December is going to be one of the pivotal months of 30-day period for the next two or three years. I'll tell you why here and then we'll unfold it as the month goes on. But you stay right here because we do have a lot of business covering just the month of December. Let me camp out on Eris for just a second. So Eris was discovered in 2005. It is twice the distance of Pluto. And Pluto would take, what is it? I think it's nine years if you were going at 360,000 miles an hour in space. It's It's like way out there. Double that, you've got Eris. Eris is the same size as Pluto, discovered by astronomy in 2005, assigned by astrology as this planet of discord. You know, I think they were being nice because the Greek goddess is Eris, the Roman goddess is Discordia. I like Discordia a lot better for Eris. Eris has a dark tone about it. I mean, Eris, basically, Discordia existed to see other people suffer. That's the mythology of this assignment. Win at all cost. Take no prisoners. Create strife and discord wherever you can. And it's not just about winning. It's about seeing others lose. I mean, that's the structure of Eris. Now, there's another side to that. Steve brilliantly draws it out in this chapter 46 of the book. Basically, what that is, is that through... The idea of competition, that same I win, you lose, can also be turned around to say if we compete for each other, if we compete for the common good, then everybody can win by improved standards, improved products. That's the opposite of the shadow side. One of the things that this chapter unfolded is was a contrast or a parallel to when Pluto Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto were discovered. There is this really interesting study of when these outer bodies were discovered, 1700s, 1800s, 1930, 2005, because the sky reflects, right? The sky is a reflection. So these things reflect developing or maturing collective consciousness. It's pretty easy to see when you trace each one back. Well, what have we had since 2005, And kind of an aside here is because Eris moves so slowly, like everybody on the planet alive today has Eris in Aries because it's been in there since the mid-1920s. So when we think of 2005, we can certainly take some latitude on either side of that, but we can walk back to 9-11 in the United States. How pivotal that was, was only four years off Really, more like three, because nine eleven, of course, was September, and Eris was just, was discovered in January. So, you know, about three full years difference, three and a half. Well, Tom Friedman, New York Times columnist, wrote a book called "Thank You for Being Late." <laughs> I think it was written in two thousand fifteen or sixteen. The title really has nothing to do with the first third of the book, or so, where he examines the technological revolution that he pins back to the pivotal year of 2007. thousand will just plant a seed here for you to think about, and then we'll talk about December a little bit. We'll unfold this theme as it goes forward because I've got Eris on the radar fully now. It's going to be part of our regular conversation. So 2007 was this pivotal year of technological development. A lot of the things that we're using today, every day without even thinking about it, including that thing that you almost have constantly in your hand the cell phone, date themselves back to 2007. Well, how does that tie into Eris, and how is that a negative? Well, let's bracket this, 9-11, really the whole world lost some of its freedom because of that event, because now you can no longer just walk up to the gate and get on an airplane, and many feel still, after 20 years, still feel that these scanners that look at body parts are an invasion of our privacy. Well, the same technology that we enjoy every day might be used. And this is, this is so Pluto in Capricorn, Pluto moving into Aquarius, Saturn in Aquarius. I mean, the whole thing fits together astrologically, that these tools that have been developed under Eris might be used in authoritarian hands to restrict. There's the shadow side of astrology. It sees both sides of the coin. So while that little device in your hand opens you up to the literally the entire world, it could also be the device that is used to track or restrict further freedom. And what I really saw clearly, and this is the exciting part of where we are. Wow, what a time to be alive. What I saw really clearly in the charts is that we are at this crossroads. And you know what's going to make the ultimate difference is The collective whole becoming more conscious spiritually, waking up to true spirituality, not religious authoritarian control. I'm talking true heart conscious, soul conscious, amplified spiritual connection. That's where we are. That's where we're going to be given the choice of moving toward or away from. And the reason that you are listening to this podcast is because you have felt a tug in your soul to move toward it, or you wouldn't be here. And I am so thrilled that you are. And what we're going to get about on here is passing that little torch. You know, you light the candle of the person next to you, and you share the flame, and you spread the flame. And that's all we can do. You can only light one candle at a time, right? So that's the challenge. That's where we are. And it really is a beautiful time to be alive because we get to be a light in a world that needs our light. Oh, welcome back. (laughs) See you tomorrow. We'll talk about we'll set December up tomorrow. Quite a month. You want to be back tomorrow, please, 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 please. Quite a month ahead.